The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. Farrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out. The bad city broken ain't a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad attitude. Bad law, bad dude, bad breath, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the Magic City Studios in the Brawl Appalachia right across the river to the woods from where Granny loves a little fatty dipped in Keef of the Malibu Gold Platinum Jack in New York City. The Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, directing traffic, some kind of fashion, shaking it up to do, but I'm up in the come around, the flooded party, uh, rats on the west side, pet bugs uptown, but a mess is tons of tender, but it's splattered all over, man, and she'll be shaking. Ooh, woo, woo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, woo, woo. I think I'm out of cars. I'm from Cave. Yeah, yeah. Should do that. Uh, yeah. Ooh, woo, woo. Hey, what's kicking? I'm Pharrell, along with Harper. <sighs> Hi, this evening. And <laughs> I'm watching the Knicks lose to the Thunder in overtime. <laughs> I have seen it all. Oh, my God. How embarrassing. The state of the Knicks. I tweeted out earlier. State of the Knicks. They can't shake the Thunder. Uh, tie game or something with five minutes left. I think they were down two with five minutes left. And then, like, it went to overtime at um, 112s. And then Oak City's kicked their ass. There's 30 seconds left. It's 122-118. Giddy's going to inbound it. By the way, this kid is a freak for the Pharrell. I mean, this kid, Giddy, is just going off. I think he's, like, one of the youngest players in the league. And... Uh, he's got 27, 10, and 12. The triple-double. On the next side, Randall with 28, 13, and 10. The triple-double. Fournier's got 29 with six threes. Grimes has five threes and 19. Nobody else has done jack except Mitchell. He played with a bad ankle. 14 points. Six of nine for the floor. 17 boards. The double-double. And now it is a five-point Thunder lead with 23 seconds left. This game is over, son. Ain't no Reggie Miller coming through that door. The Knicks don't know how to score six points. They're down now after the free throw. The Knicks can't hit two threes in 23 seconds if you paid them. Wait, they do get paid. 
23 left, and Tibbs gets a timeout in. Uh, once again, the most overrated coach in the NBA. I mean, he gets treated like this guy's won six titles, doesn't he, Carver I? He sure does. Hasn't won much. We hadn't won anything. And they were one and done in the playoffs. And now they are, like, fighting for their lives just to get into a play-in. And they can't beat the Oklahoma City Thunder, one of the worst teams in the league, bar none. That means the Knicks are one of the worst teams in the league. We welcome our radio affiliates to Pharrell on a bench on a Monday night. Sirius, Channel 159, tell your friends. Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in San Diego near T. I wanna do you wanna. Sports Map Radio Network in H Town. Craig Larson holding things down for us. And Sports Byline USA, Ron Barr and Deepak Gigging in the Bay Area. In the city by the Bay. In the Bay. In the Bay. Armed forces all over the globe. Hoorah, hoorah, hoorah. Look at Randall going to the 10, getting the bucket down four. 18 and, and clicking. 15 and clicking. The foul. Uh, I think this game's over. They're down four. Oak City's going to the line. Same guy. How much time? Going to hit the free throws. There's 14 seconds. They're down four. Yeah, they're finished. Well, the kid, uh, Trey Mann's got 28 points, and he's 6 of 6 from the line. Trey Mann, boom. I think your boy, uh, your boy Josh Giddy having another good night, right? Triple-double. He's 19 years old. He can't even have a beer. <laughs> you could have a Heine 0.0, doesn't By the way, Carver High, I was able to... Um, I I... Yeah. What? I know what you're going to say. You were able to find that picture. What picture? Actually, I wasn't going to say that. I said I was I, I was uh, able to find a liquor store and I <laughs> and went and got me some of those. You put that yeah, picture on the store. Capitol Grill. That group that great picture oh, the I Capitol found, oh, Grill yeah, right that, before the show. Oh. Yeah, I got that picture. Where did that come from? Haro? Maybe. I don't even know. It just showed up in my pictures. It had to be Haro because he sent me the picture of him and that dog. Remember when he petted the dog that he's not supposed to pet? The bomb dog? The lady's like, whatever you do, don't touch the dog. He starts petting the dog's face. Unbelievable. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. 
the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, the Knicks are down three with five seconds left. Three to tie. Brick. Quickly, brick. Game over. One second left, foul. Game over. You lose. You know what's funny? He's laughing. He's smiling and laughing. You know what's so funny? What's really funny is that you just lost to the Thunder. That's what's really funny. It was a great shot. He hit the back of the iron. I thought it was going to go down. That was a good shot. You can't, you just cannot deny that was a good shot, but he missed it. You know what's uh, interesting is, is that NBA players, they know that they're getting paid, even if they lose, right? So it doesn't even matter. Like, they don't care. Trust me when I tell you, they do not care if they win or lose. <laughs> In the regular season, they are literally all about them paychecks. That's it. I can promise you there is nothing. Uh, it's a four-point game now. The game's over. Giddy made a free throw. Um, there is nothing to it. These guys, you know, they they literally, uh, they, you know, it's funny. I, I know a bunch of them that have played. They all, like, think they're, you know, I mean, like above you, better than you. <laughs> They're just, I'm a, I am in the NBA and I am making big money. I am flat out making big money. And they don't even, guys don't even play. Guys that sit on the bench that don't even get in the game are making fat money. Now, you may not believe that, but they're making more money than you. <laughs> and I'm telling you, they make, the, the worst players even make good money, right? And they just sit there all night going, <laughs> I could care less. <laughs> they sit there picking their nose and, and picking their uh, nails and chewing their nails. And half of them, I'm surprised they don't have beats on and, uh, ear, you know, earbuds from Apple listening to music. Because they ain't listening to any, you know, coach or Tom Thibodeau or otherwise. Those dudes that don't play, they don't even, are you kidding? Like getting them to stand up for a team huddle is like a miracle. Carver, you know it's true. I mean, uh, that expression of him missing that three laughing is exactly what I'm talking about. They don't even care if they win, lose, or, or draw because they, they know all that matters is, A, they're getting paid millions. B, uh, they're getting on that, uh, you know, if they're a road team, bus, airport, private plane, right, their own plane, the team plane, to the next venue. Just so you know, uh, the team planes are decked out in – gigantic leather seats for every single player and coach and media, play-by-play, -play, color, radio guy, and trainers. They all have, I mean, they wipe out all the seats, and they only have a certain number of seats, and then they have, like, a few scattered seats for, like, you know, family or fathers or whatever. That You know, sometimes they'll bring the, the dads or, you know what I mean, like, 
to have a couple extra seats for, you know, whatever, owner. Sometimes, like, if Dolan wanted to go with him, he could sit on the plane, right? Stragglers. But, uh, everything, they ha- everything they have is first class. I mean, the food, top shelf. I mean, they got chefs, the whole deal. There's no, they have, they lead the life of royalty. You think it's some, like, minor league experience when they're on a bus? Bro, the longest bus ride they got is from the private airstrip to the arena. That's the only time they're in a bus. They go from, they go from, uh, when they're home, uh, they drive their own cars. When they're on the road, they, they bus to the airport, private runway. They always go to a different uh, part of the airport. So if you're in, if you're on a flight on it, like let's say hypothetically a, a United flight at the main terminal, Trust me when I tell you. Have you ever seen, like, off in the distance? You're like, what is going on over there? Well, what's going on over there is private jets and team planes of professional sports teams and major Division One college teams. They fly into the different runway, different, uh, like, private terminal. I know for a fact, I did it with the Steelers and the Thrashers. When we left Atlanta, we always left from a private runway and – Came back to the same private runway every time we flew. We never once were in the main Hartsfield Airport. We were in the back, like in some private little digs they had going there. Best thing I ever saw in my entire time traveling with pro teams was when I got back from a road trip uh, with the Thrashers. And Isaiah Ryder's car was on blocks, and they took three of the four tires. That is just awesome. (laughs) I mean, that is just You suck so bad, they left one tire on there for you. They took the other three. I mean, that is just brilliant. That's like leaving a message, right? I mean, that is just fantastic. Uh, but uh, that's how they roll. They don't care at all about anything. Fans. I mean, a fan asking them for an autograph is a pain in their ass. At the game, in the tunnel, walking to the bus, anyone that bothers them is a pain in their ass. They don't. They don't want to be bothered. They don't want to know you. They don't want to talk to you. They don't want to talk basketball. They want to put their headphones on, beats or otherwise, and they just want to ignore you. Have you ever seen them go through the tunnel where they don't high-five you when you stick your arm out? That's exactly who they are. Carver, you know I'm right. It's 100% true. They want absolutely nothing to do with you. Zero. They just want that money. That's it. When you make that kind of money in anything, when you become a pro, or now these kids at NIL deals making a million, I mean, the worst thing that could have ever happened to collegiate sports, in my opinion, was that NIL deal. Now, it's great for these kids, right? Great for these kids. Now, some people would disagree with me, certainly, but here's what I know to be true. You give some kid a million dollars, that's the last day he's opening up a book. That's it. It's over. I mean, it's no different than giving your kid a car when he gets his license and he's 17. Bye. Nice knowing you. They're gone. Boom. Done. I'm telling you, you give some kid a million, two million dollars to endorse something and he's got all that money, it is bad things are going to happen. Count on it. Everything changes. The attitude. <laughs> I mean, they just go in a whole different... It, there's nothing worse than giving, you know, frankly, someone that's never had any money, a bunch of money. Uh, they don't handle it well. 
trust me, I am here to tell you, any kid I've ever seen that gets a bunch of money that's never had money, they blow all the money. I mean, it's just gone. Blown. And then guess what? Then they're begging for more. And they'll do anything for it. Including point shaving. Hmm. Carver High, don't even tell me I'm wrong. I think that that's the one thing that scares, you know, all these suits and legislators now is with college sports and betting on it is, you know, you you mentioned the word, you know, point shaving, which is something that was, you know, there was incidents of it in the 80s and the 90s, etc. And they just, that's one thing they're scared of now that it's so much easier because the betting is so much more accessible and that they could do it honestly themselves on their phone. They don't even need somebody to throw them the money. They could do it themselves. Bet on it themselves. Boom. Done. Boom. So, I guess, uh, I, I guess, yeah, I mean, forget about it. Uh, Warriors Clippers coming up later. If I turn that on right now, I'll be in a better place. Uh, What's that on life. tonight? That on, uh, what is that on? NBA, NBA TV. TV. All right. Yeah, NBA TV. I got Spurs Bulls wrapping up. They're done. And now they're going to, uh, I think that just ended 120-109. And now uh, they're going to go to uh, Bulls winning 120-109. Then they're going to go to Warriors-Clippers. So we'll watch that. But... And then uh, I'll tell you the other thing. You know, they they, they all, uh, you know, they're transferring now. They're going wherever the money is. Players, college athletes now, the ones that are like, oh, wait, they're going to pay us money now? I'm going here. See a transfer. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, for all the bench. Uh, so I wanted to say, um, the uh, I was watching uh, DeRozan, uh, who had another big night tonight. He had forty, and in the Bulls win, and he was saying the, I mean, just the truth. You know what I mean? Like I'm sitting there listening to this guy, and he just, you know, they're like, wow. So uh, you you really lit it up in the fourth quarter. I mean, you got it all going. Like, what was that like? And he's like, uh, you know, here he is. He's like, 
DeRozan's like, uh, yeah, I just, I just want to win. And he's like, and they're like, well, I mean, you had, you know, all these points. And he's like, yeah, I just, uh, my goal is to win at any cost. And they're like, but you, you really lit it, started lighting it up there in the fourth. You know, give me the ball, put it in the hole, win the game. I am telling you, I don't know how many times I have played ball. And the only thing that matters, I swear to God, is winning. I constantly am in a huddle with dudes. And there'll be this guy griping about his his minutes. This guy griping about touches. Um, this guy griping about nobody's seeing him. Uh, and then I always say the same thing every time. Stats, shots, minutes, nothing matters. Win the Farellin game. Just win the game. Win the game. Find a way to score and win. That's it. Score, stops, win. Make stops. You play defense, make stops, get the ball, put it in the hole, win the game. Boom. That's it. I'm telling you, guys know in the NBA fully, because the NBA is filled with stats, right? Like, so at, you know, halftime, they know the numbers of what everybody's doing. The coaching staff, all the players, they walk in the locker room and there's there's halftime stats. Uh, you know, they look at all the numbers. Uh, when the game's over, these guys all look at the stats, all of them. NHL, my, Carver High knows it's true. They come out with a stat package and a stat sheet of the score. You know, everybody's uh, ice time, shifts, shots, hits, you know, saves, you know, everything. And they all look at it by to a man. There isn't one guy in the entire NHL that doesn't look at that postgame sheet. Not one. They all look at it. Every one of them. It's just automatic. And then it's the same way in the NBA. But I'm telling you, when you're a great player like DeRozan, all that matters is winning. He don't care he had 40. But he knows he had 40. But he don't care. He really don't. Because he already knows he's the baddest dude on the team. He already knows he can do this whenever he wants. He's had six straight 35-plus point games. The only guy that's ever done it is Jordan. Seven times in one season, ten in another. He's one game away from tying Michael Jordan for the seven. And then, you know, four more gets him uh, tying him in the ten as well. Uh, and believe me you, this guy can have 35 a night uh, drunk. He scored that way in San Antonio. You know that, Carver High. That guy fills it up. And when no he doubt. says, I just want to win, they're like, wow, you had a huge fourth goal. I just want to win. I don't know anything else. He's he had a towel on his head. He's like, that's great, 40 points. I, I want to win. Trust me. You know what he knows? He knows he gets paid a lot of money, and he needs a shower. That's it. I need a shower, and I need some liquids, and I need some food. Because they're A, dehydrated, thirsty, and hungry. When they're done playing, they just want to eat. They want to get... Uh, no matter what, trust me, they all go eat. That's what they do. Some of them go home to their wives and kids when they're at home, but they still go home and eat and chug. When I get done playing ball, I drink like you have no idea. I could drink a keg. I mean, I drink Gatorade and water and coffee like you have no idea. I mean, 
I drink like you have no idea how much I put away. I mean, I'll drink five or six Gatorades, two, three coffees, two waters. I'm capable of eating like five bags of Orville. Very capable. Carver, I seen it. I went to LA. I brought 10 bags with me. I got to tell you, though, the Embassy uh, Suites at. We used to chow down the popcorners, too. Those popcorners used to be uh, some heavy hitter club. I had a bag of that at the media center. CBS, yeah. They had it at the media center. Did they? Uh, Yeah, I found a bag. I ate it like it was like gold to me. I was like finding gold. Anyway, I found one bag of that. They had all this other different stuff. You know, purple tortilla chips. They had like Lay's. They had Fritos. They had Cheetos. And then I found one bag of the Popcorners white cheddar. And I mean to tell you, it was all—it was sexual. And I cranked that off in no time. And I had to peel the white cheddar off my fingers because it sticks to your fingers. But yeah, I remember we used to eat that at CBS like nobody's business every night. I mean, I I I. Brought a, a giant bag of it every night to work. And the goal was to not have them crush in the car on the way there, right? In my bag. Yeah. They so they treated easily. like a baby. I treated them like a baby. Carried them around. Fragile. Fragile. Careful. Fragile. Like like transporting something in the mail, like glass or, or diamonds. Careful. Fragile. My chips were crucial. But... I have to say that the media center at the L.A. Convention Center, albeit very impressive with the scope and size of the place, and very impressive with some of the the serious stage was unbelievable. Top shop, number one stage, bar none in the entire building. But as far as food and, you know, you know, you know, just any kind of like there was no. Absolutely no extravaganzas involved here. There was no, I mean, there was absolutely nothing. I mean, th- these people, there, there wasn't even coffee or hot water for tea. There was nothing. I mean, it was just absolutely, they wouldn't even give them water. There was no water even. I mean, there was no water. There was nothing in the entire building. It was the worst setup I've ever been to in my life for a Super Bowl or any sporting event ever. I have never once in my life gone to a media event that big and had no juice. They had nothing. They had absolutely nothing for anybody. Just like nothing. It I was, mean, there wasn't even tea bags. Yeah, it, it, it was very tough, the situation for uh, in terms of food and beverages. I mean, waters were impossible to come by. Like, apparently in California, like, they're not allowed to use plastic or something. They had all this canned right. water around. And you had to right. get get it most of the time from Sirius. The only day there was a decent meal was the day that uh, that food truck was outside, and that had nothing to do with you know the NFL or the Super Bowl people. That was done by the Players Coalition who put that out there, right, which had that right. chicken sandwich on Thursday afternoon. But other than that, I mean, you couldn't find did a you, hot did meal. Did you go get anywhere. one of those? Oh, I did. I did go get one. Was it good? It was. It was very good. They gave you a, a hot chicken sandwich on a biscuit with a little lemonade and a cookie. It was uh, it was outstanding. I didn't get any of that. I didn't I didn't know that was going on. I got so I was there for a week and never got one thing ever. 
Uh, I couldn't. Eat, I went upstairs one day and I couldn't even believe a Gatorade came out of the machine. I almost pulled my pants down and had sex with the machine. <laughs> you came back with like three or four from the day they had the Gatorades. <laughs> I, I I couldn't believe it because I was like, for the first three days there, there wasn't one button on the po- the the machine. The Pepsi machine had not one button work. It just said empty, empty, empty. Empty, you lose. Empty, you lose. Empty, you lose. And then one day I pressed it and it came out. And I was like, I started running around. There were people in there working and I started running around the room screaming. And they were all looking at me and I go, you're fat, you're ugly, mind your own business. And then I took three or four of them and brought them back to the media uh, room. But, you know, I don't know if you knew this or not, but I did that show with Dave Sherapan. Uh, um... With- him and uh, his boy Matt. Oh, did you? All from Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. God. Did he tell you about that? Nah, uh, no, I did not hear about that. Well, let's just say it was uncensored. Ooh, really? And yeah, and I just believe you me. let it fly. You let it fly. Well, I let it fly, but they said it was the greatest <laughs> broadcast they ever had. Like they got like. I don't know. It just got this huge reaction and downloads. <laughs> I mean, just out, out, just outrageous numbers. And all I know is because I, I remember doing it, and I remember it was very funny. I, I remember it was very funny, and I was very crazy funny and wild and nuts and dirty. And then uh, I made fun of a lot of people. I mean, I just did. I mean, I, I mean, from A to Z, I got down to like. V. <laughs> I got down to V doing people. I mean, I was like, you know, I mean, I didn't feel it at WXYZ, but I got to V. <laughs> and I mean, I went, I mean, I was just pelting people with rocks and garbage. I mean, I, it was, it was funny. And I was dead on too. Like I was like, I had it all going. Oh, and man, did I make fun of that coach. And you know who I'm talking about. What a wussy that guy is. Oh, my God. But I didn't call him a wussy on that show. I can tell you that much. I went to a different tier. I went up into the dirty tier. It was fun doing it. (laughs) Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
right, so um, anyway, um, anyway, uh, I'm watching the the uh, Warriors and uh, Clippers getting ready to start up at uh, Crypto in la 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 Lipstick City, and uh, they're right there where we were at the convention center all week last week, and. Uh, I got to tell you, uh, the, uh, I'm just going to, we're going to do some ratings here, Carver. I, I thought the uh, Tom's watch bar was the best place at LA Live, bar none. And then uh, clearly uh, Capital Grill uh, was the best dinner, hands yeah. down. It blew everything Capital out of the Grill. water. All Capital of it. Grill was in its own, in its own, uh, its own stratosphere, really. You know, it's hard to top that place. Yeah. That place was great. I think the uh, waitress wanted to sleep with me. It's very possible. I got to tell you, um, you have to give me your reaction to coming home because I know you uh, surprised your family on your son's birthday. Little Willie turning one. But uh, I just uh, feel like, um, you know, coming home and, uh, you know, it was no big deal. I went to uh, play basketball, and and I, you know, played for a couple of hours. Then I went out to the Mafia Diner for breakfast with the boys. And then uh, I went home and chilled all day. Fell asleep a couple times for an hour here, an hour there. And then uh, I went to bed uh, Saturday night at some point, And I woke up to, like, you know, seven or eight inches of snow and just freezing ass, like 10 degrees, right? And I'm like, oh, my God, does this place suck? Like, it's just so awful here. I don't care. what it, uh, All these people, uh, uh, New York's a great. Shut up. Just shut your face. Honestly, like, I, when I was out there in L.A., I barely wear clothes. I mean, every single day we went to the convention center to work all day. We were there for, like, 10 hours a day. I went out every day. I got there at 11. By by 11.30, I was out in that parking lot doing, like, in the parking lot. Like, not even, like, literally standing in the parking lot. I took my shirt off completely. You know, you saw me. I just started taking clothes off. And I was standing out there with my shorts on and nothing. I took my socks and shoes off, everything. I just stood in the parking lot with nothing on at all, baking in 85, 88-degree weather, Cop and state getting raised. And, you know, then at three, we went and had, you know, happy hour every day, just busting off beverages by the just boatload and eating just massive amounts of, you know, chips and guacamole and dips and, and queso cheese dip and, uh, you know, uh, tacos and just Jesus, you know, ch- you know Nashville hot. Hot chicken tender. I mean, what didn't we have going there, Carver? I like, and then you come home and you, you go to Little Willie's, you know, birthday party, and there's eight inches of snow on your driveway and just freezing ass, and you can't even go out to the mailbox without getting pelted in the face with a brisk 40 mile an hour wind of ice. It's just the worst. It really was. Coming home was not fun. Um, look, it was, it, you, you know, you miss home. You want to come home. You want to see everybody. But the weather is just Wrong. such a difference. I will say this. When I got home on Saturday, 
uh, it was pretty nice here. You know, for for February, it was pretty nice. I mean, the kids were playing outside for a few hours on Willie's birthday. Uh, but geez, I mean that that was a short-lived 24 hours. I mean, it was awful yesterday. Today was just. I mean, you needed a nice pick to get me out on the train platform going in to do the TV show. It was just brutal. I mean, it was the wind was like 40 miles an hour today and biting, biting cold, yeah. freezing. It was 10 degrees. And and the wind was like 35, 40 miles an hour, just ripping ice cold wind right through your bones, like bone chilling wind. I walked my dog and I literally almost went into frostbite. I mean, I was like, what is happening here? I was freezing ass. I turned I turned the dog around after like a quarter, half mile. I was like, let's go. We're going back. He knows too when I'm when I'm done. I'm like, it's over. We're going home. And he knows. He's like, all right, let's go. And he does a big roundabout turn and comes back the other way. And all I know is he does a big wide, like, you know, like a double wide, you know, trailer turn. And he's like ready to go back. And all I know is I go every day with his dog, come hell or high water, snow, ice, wind, rain, doesn't matter. And um, the dog won't let me not take him. Like, he'll attack me over it. You're like, you're like the male. Never ends. It never ends. And I, I just was miserable. And all I thought of today when I was walking this dog in the freezing cold wind, I was like, whoa, man, do I hate this place. I mean, honestly, like, at one point today, my wife told me some story about my daughter, you know, not, not liking, you know, whatever, school or something. And I'm like, let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's just move to San Diego. Let's go. <laughs> let's get what out of here. What are you here. waiting for? What, what, I mean, what? If she's so miserable, let's go. Skedaddle. Start over. It is the easiest thing to do. It'd be like, yeah, are you new? Yeah, I'm new. All right, watch this. 25, drop 30. <laughs> it don't matter if you're new, if you can drop 30. I have no friends. You will. If you drop 30, you'll have friends. Like, I saw this guy play tonight. I went up and filmed the league. And uh, I saw this guy. He's got his new point guard playing with him. This guy he brought in. He recruited. He's a. He was playing on this team that loses. And he's like, "This sucks. I'm not happy." So he's like, "You want to play?" And he got this kid to sign up and, and pay the freight. And this kid played. And he played two games. He's had like, you know, doubles. You know, double doubles. Like he, he scores like 15 and has 10 dimes. And I saw the kid play tonight. And they got like a pick and roll thing going with this guard and this big. And, and they can play. They can flat-out play, just two of them. The rest of the team, absolutely hair-dryer city. But these two can flat-out play. And no one knows. He's like, I'm miserable. And I go, yeah. And then he got his friend playing with him. He's like, everything's cool. Don't worry about me. All it takes is if you got some – if you're a player, like a baller or something, and you can really play, uh, you'll, you'll find friends in a hurry if you were to, like, transfer, you know, or move. You know, if you were like a military brat or something, and your dad moved you around a bunch of times, if you can throw down dunk and score 15, 20 a game, you'll find friends in a hurry, believe me. Here's me. I play with dudes all the time that can hang on their rim and dunk and run and jump and swat shots. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing on Wednesday nights? <laughs> you want a friend? <laughs> I'm like I'm like your boy Calipari recruiting, dude. I'm, I, I get them. I find them. I land them. And all I know is um, she's like, She's not happy. I'm like, well, let's go then. What are we waiting for? Because I, 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 you know, I came home. I'm like, I don't even care what they think. I'm like, I came right out with it. I'm like, this place sucks. You have no idea 
what you're missing. You go on vacation with me there for a week every year, and you're going to sit here and tell me you like this place better? I'm out in my backyard and frozen, frozen, like my yard is frozen like a rock, frozen like a lake, like like an ice pond in Canada, and I have to pick up dog cable, and I'm like, and the dog cable is frozen to the ground, and I kick it with like a shoe or a boot to loosen it from the frozen earth, and I am telling you, this is just not a place I need to be. I'm picking up frozen dog cable. Thanks. Here, where do I sign up for this? I'm like, man, I need to be at the beach with some chicks in bikinis and G-strings. What's up? Like, I'm sitting there eating tacos and chips with salsa and guacamole and flip-flops with no socks on and shades on. And I got chicks hitting on me left and right. I'm like, what is up? You come here, you're like, I'm frozen ass. I'm like, on frozen pond. I'm like, miserable. Don't even tell me I'm wrong, Carter. It's awful here, especially after spending a week out there. How beautiful it is and just it's so nice. Like you walk out in the morning, it's nice. I mean, it's a little hot in the afternoon. Who cares? It's so great. It's hard being don't back care. here. Like when you when you live here, like seriously, is there anything worse than the period of like right now, Valentine's Day until the first week of baseball season in like April, the first week of April, because even then it's still freezing ass here. Like, I mean, like they, they'll play at Yankee stadium. It'll be, it'll be 40, 40 degrees. I mean, that's cold to go to a baseball game. 40 degrees, 40 degrees is not cold. It's, it's warm. You know, 32 is, is, you know, you know, it's not freezing at 32. It's, it's, it's not bad. Right. 40s, 40s really not like a, a 40 degree day. You're like, man, this isn't that bad. But when you're sitting out at Yankee Stadium and it's 40 degrees and you're watching like a, a opening day, it sucks. You can't tell me that doesn't suck. And I'm, I'm sitting out there. I'm like, man, I'm freezing ass. Okay, you're just sitting in a chair and the wind's blowing on you and it's cold and you're like, I think I'll wear my Yankee jacket today. Meanwhile, it's like a you know like a spring jacket and you're just freezing ass. And that's just all there is to it. I've been there on opening day. It snowed. I'll never forget Andy Pettit pitching in snow the size of my fist. And all yeah. I know is. Um, you go to Dodger Stadium, you don't have that problem. Ever. And here's another thing. I don't think I've ever in my life seen a rain out at Dodger Stadium or a game canceled because of, of, of rain. Not nothing. I mean, the Yankees will have 30 games canceled because of rain. I mean, is that about right? Every year, at least 20, 30? Rained out? <laughs> They're up there. That's for sure. They're in the discussion. Well, I mean, every team in the East gets the same thing. And then when you play in L.A. and Anaheim, forget it. But as I said before, on I said I said this on uh, the Super Bowl special with Marenzi. No one cares about the Rams in L.A. They don't. They only care about the Dodgers and Lakers. That's it. They they don't even care about the Kings because they. Denny said it best. They're, they're front runners. You either win the cup and then they come, or they don't care about you at all. And they never did. The only teams they care about are the Dodgers and the Lakers. That is it. They do not care. I mean, even people, he said, well, people in Anaheim care about it. No, they don't. Nobody went to those games in Anaheim either. They like the Raiders more than the Rams. They like the Raiders more than the Rams and Chargers combined. Trust me, when you live in L.A., and I lived there long enough, I mean, they love the Raiders more than there's Bloods and Crips. Right? Am I right? The Raiders are their team. That's it. I know I'm right. Please. I don't even have to argue this with anybody. I'm like, I said that yesterday. Nobody, 
people. The, the only people at that game were movie stars and rich people. There was no Rams fans there. Those are poser fans, rich people that showed up with their, uh, you know, Beckham jersey on like Morenci had. Uh, he's not a he's not a Ram fan. He just got cool gear because he was at the Super Bowl. I love that. I I did it too. But there's no there's no Rams fans. I mean I mean don't tell me in large numbers. I mean I'm not stupid. There are Rams fans. But when I see the Niners out outpace them in the stands, that's all you need to know. There was more Niner fans at that NFC title game. You know it, Carver High. Uh, I agree. There was it was if not fifty fifty, maybe a little highly shaded to the Niners. The Chargers might as well move back to San Diego. I mean, yeah, they don't even I, have twenty percent of that stadium. It's I, eighty I, I twenty for, visitors. I forget who brought it up. I, maybe it was Morenci after you guys talked about it on the on the show yesterday. But the Raiders should have went to L.A. and the Chargers should have went to Vegas. That's how it should have went. Yeah, I agree with that. But now the Raiders have taken full advantage of Las Vegas. Yeah, and what do you see when they have a Super Bowl in Vegas? Oh, my God, it's going to be Shangri-La. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You know, the guy that repeats the phone number, uh, I think they should run that thing uh, when they, instead of waterboarding, uh, you know, Prisoners of war. They should just run that in the room and just on loudspeakers and just have that on a loop running all day. And then the guy that's the yeah, hang himself. I mean, to tell you. Oh, my God, that dude. I, I, that guy. I mean, to tell you. I, I wonder if they pay him by the word. Bino Cook that, asked me that one day. When I was at dinner with him and my dad, he's like, Tom, does this kid think he gets paid by the word? Because I never <laughs> shut up, right? That's the first time I've used that line since Bino died. The guy giving the phone number 8,000 times. I want to stick a firecracker in my mouth. Mm. M80. Honestly. Oh, my God. I mean, you should see me in here. I ripped the, I ripped the Bose speakers out of my head. Right out of my ears. I, every time I hear that guy, I cringe. Come on. 
Listen, uh, we have an hour to go here, and I'm going to talk about it is just not going to be pleasant. You know, we talked today at great length about the Super Bowl. We have to talk Ooh. more about it. You, you have to admit, it was one of the great disasters of our modern times. I mean, honestly, yeah, we, we, <laughs> I have never seen I've never seen anyone coach worse than Zach Taylor in my life in any sport ever. I, and I can prove it. And I will on the bench. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.